It's Pac-12 Media Day. We are here in Hollywood. We are at the beautiful W Hotel. And uh, joining us now, the head coach at Arizona State, PK. Try to contain your excitement here. Uh, Herm Edwards is with us. I don't know if you remember two years ago. I was the guy who grilled him. I'm the Sun Devil grad. That's okay. We don't need to remind him of that either. I don't worry about that. I get grilled all my, my whole life. I've been grilled. I played in Philadelphia. I'm good. Yes, you did. That's true. It, that, that's Scored intensity. a famous touchdown. Uh, I, I was lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, right place, right time. Well, Coach, let's. Uh, we've had. Uh, we, we've talked to your players today. Uh, mm. Really impressive young men. Uh, Jay Daniels and, and Chase. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just great conversations, and you can tell they're so enthused about the team coming back. Yep. Do you feel similarly? I do because I, I think any good team is run by the players. At any level, uh, you see that. And you've seen the maturity in these guys, especially Chase. You know, he, oh, he's yeah. been there for uh, quite some time. And <laughs> just his maturity uh, and his leadership qualities now as a senior. Uh, he graduated, which I was happy to see, right? Uh, Jaden obviously has taken a, uh, a different step uh, compared to when he was a freshman uh, to right now. Uh, he, he was tied with some young receivers last year, and, and it was such a – up and down, start the season, stop because of COVID hit us. Uh, and you can just see in the spring with Zach and that offense, it's kind of, it's found their way. They found their sea legs all of a sudden. And, and it's good that the players are involved in it. And, and that's kind of fun to watch. So obviously you got the investigation. I know you're limited in what you're saying, and I'm really looking at you to comment on that. But you talk about Chase Lucas's leadership. Yes. He told us that after that news broke that they had a team meeting players only captains and he laid it out on the line like okay this is our goals we're we're veteran oriented a lot of the kids have been there he's been there seemed like forever but a lot of the kids uh, have been there for three years and even some longer going back before you the point being he just said guys this season is where it's at. Uh, anybody's got any issues, let's bring them up. And it seemed like, uh, from what he's saying, that in that meeting, things were taken care of. How is you as a, how do you, as a leader of the program, feel about the kids being able to say that this other stuff won't be a distraction and have it actually not be a distraction? It won't be. It won't be. Will not be a distraction. That will not be an excuse to prepare and get ready to win football games. Never has been. That's not my personality. I won't allow it. I won't allow that to happen. So, right, you won't. I understand. They that. won't either. But you, you, you feel good about what yes. Chase was saying. I don't have to feel good about it. He's not going to allow it. They not did you, it. them. They did it. That's what I'm saying. The players did it. Yeah. That tells you a lot about yeah. where they're at as a right. football team. That's what you want. You want a player-led football team. That's what good teams do. You know, that, that's life. I mean, that, that's any life in, in sports. You watch the Phoenix Suns. As good as coach coached them. Did a marvelous job. Who's the leader? Chris Paul. There you go. So that's, that's how it works. It doesn't cha- sports doesn't change a whole lot. The faces change. The coaches change. The players change. But the good teams are always run by the players at the end. They have to have a voice. And that's what's great about it. And they're mature enough to do that. They feel confident enough to, I can speak on this. I've been there. And he has a voice because he's been there. And he, when he speaks, the players listen. They go, wait a minute now. This guy's a veteran guy. He could have left. He came back. Yeah, right, 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 right. So that's, you know, you get all those guys coming back. There's a reason they came back. 
So I'll ask you about Jaden then. Yeah. Um, how has he evolved as, as a player, but also the stuff we're talking about here as a leader and a man? Oh, boy, it's like light years. A young freshman guy coming in there, you know, just <laughs> the only thing I told him, I said, just do me one favor. I said, don't throw the bad guys the ball. <laughs> and he didn't. He really didn't. Did a great job. But, but now how he's really come full circle, you know, and all the things he's done off the field to prepare himself, right? It's not just during practice in the spring and it's off the field stuff bringing the guys together and getting together as an offense and doing all that stuff and just it's been fun to watch the program in your i can't really count last year as a season yes yeah. i mean it, it is what it was four <laughs> games and you know you played and then you went three or four weeks right, right, and you didn't right. play so it's, i can't really count the three years in the full mm -hmm. so i'm a little hesitant to, to say it. i want to say it with an asterisk but you've had some good highs you know you beat oregon and I think you're 0-2 against Colorado, 0-2 yes. against UCLA, teams that you would think that in order to accomplish your goals, you're going to have to beat them. Absolutely. What do you need to do to find that consistency of maintaining rather than a little bit of up and down? You've got to finish games. And that's what we – the games that we've been involved in for three seasons, if you look at the ones we've lost, um, they generally are one score. And we had opportunities to make plays, and we didn't do it. It's right there for you. Start out last year against SC. Yeah. I mean, I don't know to tell you. Hey, UCLA. What? Fumble the ball on the one-yard line going in. We throw a touchdown pass and gets called back because of a foul. Offensive tackle down the field. It's the little things. It's the little things of finishing games. And I think there's enough veteran leadership there now they understand that. Because when you look at the history of how we've played in three seasons – the game, the games that are close, they come down to one-score games. And either we make a couple plays, either on either side of the ball or special teams, to win it, or we don't. And I think the players realize that. The more they, the more like, the more they understand, they put themselves in that position. Now you gotta finish it, guys. You gotta finish the game. So that's kind of where we're at. I think, personally, just my my take on it. That's kind of you know how we play. I think uh, in my take the division is going to be tough. A lot of oh, a lot of good teams. Boy, I uh, agree. Including uh, your squad, obviously, and the University of Utah. And yes. you guys are, are set to have a showdown in Salt Lake on October the 16th. So, if it plays out that uh, both are pretty good teams, uh, how important is that game? For me, they're all important because there's nine of them that you end up playing. Some in your conference, some out of conference. And if you look at it over the years, uh, I don't know any team that's gone won all nine that's i don't right. think it's happened right i don't there, there, yeah. since it's gone to the pac-12 yeah, no, no team has gone nine yeah. and zero there you go see so you you know that there's always you can't take anyone lightly it's kind of like well we, okay yeah well okay well wait a minute right i mean he mentioned we beat oregon the week before that we lost to oregon state and then we turn around and beat oregon after coming in on a five-game losing streak no less <laughs> So, you know, it's just it's just crazy how it works. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out the strength of your offense mm. because you got Jaden. And, and I, I told him, I said, hey, the one of the knock against you got against him personally is he only had one game in which he completed over 60 percent of his passes. Right. But there were so many young dudes who were dropping passes on him. 
it didn't seem like it was accurate to, to really just put the blame on him. So I'm thinking he'll improve. But then I look at White and Trianum and even Nada back there, Nagata as the as uh, another running back. But then I look at all these dudes and receivers. You got one of our guys who came down, Brian Thompson, who yes. said to join you. So I'm trying to figure out where the strength is. Is it just the strength and everything and the balance? I think it's the balance. But, but I think it'll always be in a run game. I just think in, in football in general over the history of it, and, and I've been in a long time as a former player and coach. Uh, to score points, you got to throw in today's game, but you still have to run the football to win. And conditions sometimes will dictate that. And if you go up and play Utah, you play to Washington, depending when you, depending when you hit them. Uh, the weather could be dicey. And in Washington State, you know, Oregon, Oregon State, um, you've you got to be able to play in the elements and sometimes throwing that ball around the ball yard, it don't work real good. And you got to be able to turn around when you need a yard or you need the hard yard to say, I'm giving it to this guy and we're going to make a first down or we're going to close the game out. And I just think it's that way. I just foot, Football has not changed. And any team that wins a lot of games, if you watch them, the great San Francisco 49ers, when Joe Montana was there, I played against them. And everybody talks about Joe Montana. He was great. Jerry Rice was great. But at the end, in the third quarter, when they were winning football games, Roger Craig was running the football. They were playing the clock. They were playing possessions. And any good team worth his salt understands you have to be able to run the football because when you can run the football, you have a different mentality on offense and defense. You become a physical team up front. When you don't do that, you can't say, well, now this week we're going to run and you really don't do it. It ain't happening. In real life, it's not going to happen. So you have to have that mentality. I, I believe that. I was taught that as a young coach uh, under Marty Schottenheimer and Dick Vermeil, who was my coach, Dick Vermeil. I played for Dick, and, and Marty worked on his staff. And you could see that. You could say, okay, I get that part, right? In Philadelphia with Dick, we had a guy named, by the name of Wilbur Montgomery. Jaworski was a great quarterback. Harold Carmichael was going in the Hall of Fame. But at the end, we had the ability to run the football. And I think when you lose sight of that, it's, it, it, it's, you got to be able to do that. You just have to, man, because it's going to come, it's going to come back and bite you when, you don't, when you're not able to do it. So let me ask you about defense then, yes, uh, philosophically. So we yep. talked to Coach Witt a lot, obviously. Yeah. He, he talks a lot about we're going to stop the run yeah, first. That's exactly right. So when it comes to defense, is, is that still the case? Even though these, these schools are throwing it all over the yard, does it still come back to that fact? Yeah. You want to make them one, hand, one way. You want them to throw it. Because once the ball leaves the quarterback's hand, it doesn't belong to anybody. <laughs> That's what I said as a defensive player my whole life. I said, playing, playing corner, I said, once the ball's in the air, anybody that has the ability to go get it can go get it. And now it's not in your control anymore. You're hoping that the receiver's going to get open. You're hoping he's going to catch it. You're all these, when you turn around and give it to him, it's like, I'm giving him the ball. Worst thing can happen is a fumble, right? When you throw it, you don't know. And you can't. You keep throwing it, eventually something bad is going to happen. I just, I just believe that. It's just the odds catch up to you, man. And defense in today's world, you, you, to score points, you gotta, you got to throw it. But to win, you got to run. And those are how the teams are built. I think defenses in today's world, because of the mobile quarterback, he, begins, he all of a sudden is a problem, even in the National Football League, because most defenses are built around when you call a – a call it's not built to stop the quarterback because quarterback never ran well now he runs 
he takes off and runs unannounced. So now, all of a sudden, that's four first downs a quarterback can make with his legs if he leaves the pocket and just takes off. And you're like, oh, man. So now coverage-wise, you're like, okay, we got to always have a guy figuring out where the quarterback's at, right? And you got to take the ball away on defense. you got to take the ball away, stop the run good enough to where you can put the quarterback in some situations where you can go hit him. Then you got a chance. This is my opinion. I think, Coach, one of the things that has separated the Devils from consistently winning has mm-hmm. been the interior play on both sides. Yeah, big men. That's right. Where are you at there? We still don't have the depth we like. It's, 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 and, and you make a great point. I mean, a lot of our guys have been transfers on the offensive line. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Defensively, we're okay. I mean, uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, Kyle and those guys up there, along with BYU, when you look at the massive people they have inside, they're huge. <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. It's hard to get movement. I mean, it's really hard. And he has enough skill guys on the edge that can, right? You can't run it inside. And so it makes it tough. And then when you have to pass it, they're good enough outside where they can beat you off the edge when you open up the, when you, when you open up, you know, you open up the formation, right? So the game never changes. Big guys are big guys. They're hard to move, hard to block. <laughs> you feel like you're getting success at that? And yeah, we're getting. We don't, but we don't have enough depth. You That's always it. want depth. That's the difference in, in, in you know college football. The different <laughs> different teams. When you look at the depth, and it's you can get skill guys. Even in pro football, there's a, a million skill guys. It's the big guys, man. When you get a left tackle in pro football that can play ten years. That quarterback smiles. He goes, open edge, I got a guy. I got a guy. So, I mean, big guys are still that. You got to build it up front. I mean, that, that don't change. Yeah. So, uh, it, forgive me if I misremember sure. this. You you mentioned uh, BYU. Am I am I remembering correctly that you had a connection to Coach Edwards at I did. BYU? I was one of the first uh, black athletes he recruited. That's right. That's right. I remember you talking yeah, about that. 1972. Coach Edwards, uh, he, he did a weekly show on our yes, Star Station man. for a long time. Great we had man. a great connection great, to him. Great man. And um, I was fortunate enough to play for him in an all-star game, college all-star game. He was one of the coaches on the staff. We would always laugh. We had the same last name. I said, somewhere along the line, we're connected. You know that. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> an- ancestry or something, you know. Great. He was a great man. Yeah. Good coach. Did you went to Cal and then San Diego State. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And now you're going to take the Devils to the Rose Bowl. That would be nice. <laughs> in Las Vegas? <laughs> I mean, come on. That sounds all right, right? <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful, right. man. Vegas, wonderful. Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 you know what? If, if we end up going, we're catching the bus. We're going to do the old-fashioned. We're going to go on the bus. Go. Oh, go. oh, yeah. We ain't flying. We're going on the bus. <laughs> well, that'll be cool. I was yeah. there in Pasadena January 1, 1997. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, you're a good luck charm, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate we'll you. we can be there yeah. in January 1, that'd 2022. Be, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Well, Coach, we appreciate Appreciate you dropping by. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. God bless you both. Hey, good luck. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Absolutely. Good to see you. There you go. Coach Herm Edwards, head coach at uh, Arizona State. Always a pleasure to talk to him uh, here at Pac-12 Media Day. How are you feeling? He's a talker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One of the highlights. Yeah, Yeah. we already had him. We did. We did. Uh, He was great. You know what's funny is he's a little more uh, flamboyant in his speech, but you feel like you're talking to Kyle Whittingham in philosophy. There's yeah, no do. question about it. He espouses all the stuff that Kyle says. Yep. 